Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today, we're talking about sports. I just want to say Natalie picked this topic. <laughs> I I had nothing to do with talking about sports. Well, you know, it's like we try to offer a well-rounded education here at Garbage Brain University. So, I thought we should talk about sports because we're going to have to talk about it eventually, right? So, yeah. let's rip the band-aid off now so we can have a nice long run of a podcast that we that lasts for like 35 years and never talks about sports because we got it out of the way early. <laughs> you but you love sports. No, I don't. You're not a sports participator. No. But no. <laughs> you love to watch them. No, I don't. One of the things when I met Drew, one of the things that I liked about Drew that made me want him to be my boyfriend was that he does not like sports at all and he never watched sports. <laughs> really? It was definitely on like on the list of stuff that I was like, that's really cool. I like that. And you like actively considered that? Yes, because you know, even if you go out with some dude who's in some like metal band and he seems real weird and stuff, he still wants to fucking watch football. He still wants to watch the game. He still wants to basketball. They want to watch the basketball. That's fucking boring. I don't want to do it. I couldn't see myself in a long term relationship with someone who was going to have sports on for hours every week. And it works out great. I love it. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Ladies, if you're single and you haven't really considered yet who you want to marry or what kind of guy you want to marry, put that on your list. If you don't want to watch sports, marry a guy who doesn't like sports. You'll never have to watch sports, ever. It's great. It just, like, adds a little spring to your step. I think once a year I like to watch World's Strongest Man. Does that count as sports? To me, that has, like, a sideshow element to it. It's like muscle porno. Yeah, and it's like, look at these big guys. Look how huge they are. And then they're, like, picking up stuff that's, like, freakish. They're, like, picking up a bus. You know? <laughs> and so, like, I watch someone pick a bus up. That's fucked. But, like, well, watching yeah. guys, like, take turns kicking a ball is, like, not my, my idea of, like, a cool time. I couldn't get fucked up enough to one-watch sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of drugs I would need to do to make me like sports. <laughs> if, if you're a drug dealer and you're <laughs> listening and you know... Hit me on Twitter, at Natalie <laughs> Tell me what kind of drugs you need to do to like sports. It's probably some kind of, like, research chemical. <laughs> I don't think it counts if it makes you hallucinate to the point where you don't know that you're watching sports. Hook me up with the one that makes me be like, yeah, sports. When I was a very little kid, I was really uncoordinated. I could read, write, mm -hmm. and I could talk to people, and I had all my faculties. I was just very poorly coordinated. Mm -hmm. I just had trouble, and I had very bad handwriting until I took it upon myself to do personal improvement and I forced myself to have somewhat better handwriting. Mm -hmm. I remember I was four years old. I was either four or five years old. And my parents enrolled me in gymnastics. I don't remember anything about it except they gave us all these little red shirts. It was for kindergarten age, right? You're a young child. Preschool, kindergarten preschool. age. Well, I say preschool. And we would go and you were supposed to run and you'd like jump over a thing and you'd flip on a thing and you'd hang on a thing. Purportedly, I don't remember anything about it except they gave us a red shirt and their mascot for the gymnastics place was an eagle. And then the shirts they gave us was a baby eagle. Oh. Because we were little. <laughs> 
clever. And I was apparently I was so bad at gymnastics that the teacher when it was over my mom was like so and the teacher's like nope not him (laughs) I don't know I don't know how you grade a four-year-old at gymnastics but I apparently did poorly it's hard to believe you're you're so coordinated and graceful now I'm still super uncoordinated. It's obviously just like a, a personal problem, Natalie. It's not a problem. It's a trait. It's just like your your people didn't need to have the genes that made them be graceful. They didn't need them. Whatever they were doing, they didn't need to be that. And so you're fine. It's just a trait. You don't have to be a graceful man. <laughs> I'm really thankful that I don't have to be. (laughs) Now, Natalie, you are graceful. Did you do gymnastics? I did not do gymnastics, but I did do dance. I did dance from when I was really, really little until I think I was probably like in high school. But I had like a brief period of time in that where I did not do dance for a couple of years because I got hit by a car. Yeah, that'll put a ding in your dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what like, did it's like I got hit by a, I did dance for a really long time and then I got hit by a car and then like in my time when I was healing up from that and like not taking dance classes, like it coincided with when I went fully weird. And so then I went back to dance class and I just wasn't feeling it. Like I was Oh. Anymore. So what did you do in dance class? This was like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I yeah. did dance. I did ballet for a while. I think I actually took ballet longer than I took other stuff. And then I took like that contemporary dance, like backup dancers. So you <laughs> So it was now this this was the time when essentially what you would have been doing would be similar to the fly girls on In Living Color. Yes. Is this <laughs> I would say that's very accurate. <laughs> We would wear like little outfits like that too. Like, like you would have a routine, and you'd have like a special outfit for like all your routines. It's just like the, it's just like the hip hop dancing, like in living color dancing, okay. like backup okay. dancers, like that style of dancing, and it's to pop music. I've always wondered: Have you ever listened to an album, and then there's like singers, and then there's backup singers? Like, you could train to be a backup singer, but you could train to be a backup dancer. Sure. I think one year, I think we did some dance to CNC Music Factory. I know uh, at some point, uh, there was like Madonna songs and stuff we would do dances to. Did you make them sweat? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. uh, And actually, I won national competitions one time with... uh, with one of my dance classes. You were the best dancer nationally? Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen you dance. <laughs> I'm a great dancer. <laughs> so what did, <laughs> what did being the best dancer nationally entail? We had to go to competition. Like, we had to go to competitions, and then we got, we went, we got to the national competition. And then we, there was actually no one else in our age group competing. <laughs> We were the only ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I got, I won nationals <laughs> because there was no one against me. <laughs> you had to get a minimum number of points in order to be eligible to win. I could have conceivably got third competing with myself. But <laughs> we got the score high enough to. Was it you or was it a troop? It was like a mini troop. Okay. There was like five girls. So you guys did like a V formation or something. Yeah, and sure. you did the sweeps with your arms like across <laughs> your face. And we did it to Electric Youth. Oh my God. That Debbie Gibson song. <laughs> 
And you got off stage and the judges said, The score that you needed to get to be able to say that you won. <laughs> I think that could we won and we got we got like little trophy shits and like and then that was it no one that was last anyone ever talked about it (laughs) no that's still great I've never I've clearly never won a dance competition (laughs) so I'm I'm not never won a dance off you need to get your act together No, I'm not. I'm not denigrating your performance in any way. That's still really impressive. I would just. I could not. So the reason that I took dance was because my mom wanted me to do something with my body, and I was really not into sports, and I was really bad at sports. I was really fucking super awful at them. Did you try sports? Because yes. I, after the gymnastics thing, and I got diagnosed with allergies. And I got diagnosed with asthma mm-hmm. when I was a little kid. So nobody ever bothered putting me in sports. And it was one of those things where I guess I just sort of internally assumed I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> so it was just never a it's question. <laughs> it was never a question. And it was never like a source of conflict or anything. I never felt bad about it. I was just like, oh, sports, I don't do those. <laughs> right? I Yeah, I did t-ball. And I was really bad at t-ball. I was like a uh, anchor around the neck of my team. <laughs> How old? <laughs> I was very young. I was like seven, maybe. Okay, and t-ball is softball, but they put the ball on a little stand in front mm-hmm. of you, yeah. and you just whack it, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So did you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if the ball was just there and I had to hit it, like the thing where you can do the hammer. Like, you get the big heavy hammer and you hit the hammer thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So what did you fail to do at the t-ball? I suck at running. Or maybe I just didn't want to run. I'm pretty quick if I try to hurry up. But, like, I was, like, not into running. My main problem at t-ball, though, was you would think you would just hit the ball and then go to the go to the base. Right. But something in my brain made me confused like what i couldn't figure something out about it and so what i would do is i would run around like all the way around the t like two or three times before going off to the base yeah and so by the time i was finished running around the t they got me out <laughs> so so was your coach like pissed at you or yeah can't... yeah they would always tell me not to do that <laughs> <laughs> And I remember them telling me not to do that, and I just couldn't help myself. (laughs) So you were like, you were compulsively... I had to go around it. I couldn't not go around it. You needed to make... (laughs) You needed to make it clean. Yeah, I needed to it's make, understandable. Yeah. That's the steps: Just go around, go around, go around. Then you go to the base, go to the base, go to the base, and then the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> As I understand it, at some point I'm going to slide home. <laughs> and so I did that, which was like major like points against me being good at the game. <laughs> And the other thing is they would put me in the outfield, and when I would do that, I would just not even pay attention to the game. I was, like, essentially hanging out in the field by myself. 
Oh, I would just, yeah. I would like, I would like make like dirt piles and like be looking off in the wrong direction and like all that kind of shit. Do you think that was just? I thought it was fucking boring, and so I was like, I was doing like Nona does, where I was just having like a nice internal internal situation going on, and I didn't know, I didn't give a shit what was happening. You just there. had a stream of consciousness, <laughs> and you, I was riding it, <laughs> and you just took it all the way down. Yeah, buddy, that's me in sports. It's like that's like. I can't pay attention to them. They don't compel me. Like Yeah, I never got into like watching sports or being a sports fan because nobody in my family was. Uh-huh. My dad didn't start watching them until after he retired. I was like in high school at that point. So I never, I mean, I grew up like never watching sports. And I always, I always thought it was really bizarre because I lived in Cincinnati when I was a kid. The teams at that point in Cincinnati were the Cincinnati Reds, who were really bad mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s. And the Cincinnati Bengals, who were really bad and really bad. And then I think they lost the Super Bowl or something. And there was a guy who did a dance. It was called Icky Woods. Yeah. No, that was the guy. It yeah. was Icky Woods. And he came to the Ohio State Fair mm-hmm. a few years ago. And I was like, oh, that's the guy they used to say. And then I saw him and he was sitting at a table and he was just like old. And I was like. <laughs> hey, there's an old guy sitting at that uh, table. <laughs> like they used to say that when I was in like second or third grade. I remember that guy. So then everybody was like, oh, we have to. Now we're going to participate because the Bengals are good this year. And then the next year they were bad. And so everybody went back to ignoring them. And I was like, well, that's weird. Yeah. Sports. Why pay attention to them if they're doing well? It's sports. If you don't want to pay attention to them when they're struggling. It's sports, baby, because part of the enjoyment people get out of it is like being like, yeah, we're the best. And in fact, then they never get to do that. It's like not as fun for them. And so Natalie and I live really close to the Ohio State University campus. And it is either the first or second biggest college campus in the United States in terms of its attendance, right? Mm-hmm. It's got something like sixty or 70,000 people at it. And they have a very popular football team. Yeah, it's like the main export <laughs> of Columbus, Ohio, is Ohio State merchandise. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, have, uh, we also have in town the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and we have some minor league baseball team. My daughter went to a game, and she hated it. And every time we drive by, she's like, ah, Columbus Clippers. She's like, I went to a game there once. I'm like, I know. You don't have to roast it again. <laughs> every single time. It's, it's been probably like six years now that she's been. Yeah. Every single time you drive by, yeah. she's like, I fucking hated watching baseball. I hate it so much. <laughs> Like, you need to spin the Huntington Park Pokey Stop and move on. <laughs> so we live we live really close to the Ohio State University. They're always really good. I don't know. They have to get people from high school that are good at football. It's like this whole thing. And then they don't pay the athletes, which seems immoral to me because they exploit them for huge amounts, like oh, hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars every year. They get, I'm sure they get presents and stuff, though. They go to college, and then they get tutors and stuff, and people fill out their exams and stuff for free. I don't care about that. I think they should be paid because they're, like, destroying their bodies. Mm -hmm. Just from, like, a moral standpoint, I think college athletes should be paid. It's also my understanding that the football program there brings in all this money and, like, so much of it is profit that they're just always doing research and stuff there, which I guess is good. But I think the people that are doing the work 
should be paid. Yeah. $90 million a year. Ohio State football generates $90 million per year. And the athletic department overall that handles the football as a as an establishment has a value of a billion dollars. So they're raking that in. They've got all of all of their tickets and everything, but then they've got merchandise. Mm-hmm. And they license that shit out to everybody in the universe. And basically any store you go to around here will have official Ohio State merchandise. And just walking around. Just walking around the town, not even in football season, probably one out of three people you see in the summer. And this is not football season. Mm -hmm. This is the off season. One in three people you will see in the summer is going to wear an Ohio State Mm t-shirt. If it's game day, forget about it. If it's game day, it's like the people in stores have exemptions like these stores where they have these terrible policies about dress code and everything for their employees, and they make them buy the uniforms and the T-shirts and stuff. No, if you're working in any store in Columbus on game day, you can just wear Ohio State, and everybody's like, yeah, hell yeah. But the thing is, is that it's more unusual to not be on that shit in Columbus. <laughs> everybody's on it. So right when I moved to Columbus, and I, I moved here from Cincinnati, I didn't move from very far away. It wasn't like this was a foreign culture to me. I went and I got a haircut, and I went to uh, a cheap haircut chain around here. I was like, oh, you know, I'm glad I found a $7 haircut around here. This is cool. And the lady's like, oh, what do you think about the game? And I was like, what game? And she, like, stopped cutting my hair. <laughs> and she crouches down, and she makes eye contact with me in the mirror, and she goes, Ohio State. <laughs> and I'm like... I was like, you know, I don't really know anything about it. I don't really watch, like, college ball or anything. Like, try to be try to be casual. Like, I don't watch sports, but it's, like, it's fine. I'm, like, totally neutral. I don't hate sports or anything. She's like, so you're not a Buckeyes fan? And I was like, no. And she says, you're gonna be. <laughs> the threat. <laughs> and I was like, well... Sounds good to me. Go ahead and finish cutting my hair so I can leave. This is a little intense for me. It's a little in my face, but I mean, that's how it goes. You know, we live pretty close to the university. There are multiple people. If you get in your car and you drive to like the grocery or you drive to Panera Bread, you will see multiple houses painted like Ohio State football helmets. Yes, that's true also. I went to Ohio State because it is like the college closest to where I grew up. That was my deciding factor on what made me go to Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's close by and living in Columbus would be cooler than living in Marion. My family was not rich at all. And so I got scholarship housing. Where they stuck all of the poor kids was in the stadium and so my first year of college i lived in the stadium in the in, actual in the football stadium in ohio stadium I, in the ohio state university football stadium i lived in it for a year and so what it was, was a that? fucking nightmare <laughs> so what was what made it a nightmare 
fucking everything. Okay, first off, it was in the stadium. It was, like, not near any of your classes, first off. I had one class that was kind of close by where I actually slept at night. Second off, it was in the stadium, which was a giant concrete structure that is not a house. It's not, like, a living building, right? Right. So it was all cinder block and, like, hospital tile and no windows. Oh, you didn't have any windows at all? There were no windows at all. So they basically had, like, a prison where they put the poor people. It was a prison. And you know what? My room was probably only slightly bigger than one of the cells at the Mansfield Reformatory that we went to. (laughs) One of the prison cells that I I actually toured recently. That was probably, my my dorm room was probably slightly bigger than that. So it it was like... So it was like two beds in a room. Uh-huh. And it was like a it was bike. bunk. We had bunk beds. And that was what there was room for. And then there was two desks and then enough room to pull your chairs out. So was it underground? It may as well have been, but it was not. It was like, I'm trying to think of where it was. So they like almost punitively walled you off like you could have had windows. No, it was like within the inside of the stadium. Like the seats were built over it. They made you live under the bleachers? <laughs> I, I think it was under the bleachers. That's horrifying. <laughs> so what What did you do when there was football games? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> thing on my list i was i was just telling you about the living conditions before i got to that (laughs) on top of all this on top of it being a prison under the bleachers (laughs) we also had to work in the cafeteria to pay for us to live there and so it was scholarship housing but we still had to it was like work study so we had to work like x amount of hours like in the cafeteria which meant you'd have to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning so you can serve your friends eggs in the morning (laughs) okay and And it was you had to wear you had to wear a hairnet and and everything and you had to like run the dishwasher machine it was like working at mcdonald's the food is good at mcdonald's yeah yeah it was was the food bad there it was not great it was a prison under the bleachers where you had to do kitchen labor and not get paid all your earnings for doing all that work in the cafeteria goes towards you living in that place you would never in a million years want to live right (laughs) and it was in the stadium where the fucking football happens every fucking saturday and everybody in ohio comes in ohio for football, there's the Browns, and they almost always lose. And they're the and there's the Bengals, and they're always bad. And so, if you are in Ohio and you want to cheer on a football team that always wins, you have to come to Columbus. Yes, yes. And that's like you would, like you described. That's the main appeal of football. The stadium holds like a hundred ten thousand people, but. On game day, probably three or four times that many people come and people just tailgate. And so what is tailgating at the football game? You sit out in the parking lot of the football game and you listen to the game on the radio and you grill out and drink beer. And then everybody else that's out there is doing that. Uh And so it's like a fucking mob scene for like a half mile all the way around. Right, and there are parking lots around the university where you can go and you can pay to park there mm-hmm. to tailgate. So yes. you can pay them $20 yeah. so you can have a space there. Yes. 
So I lived there, the place where all those people were going. And so basically my choice was if there was a game, I would either have to fucking get out, go to the other side of campus and like stay there until Sunday. (laughs) Or I would have to stay in my dorm and not leave until it was over. (laughs) But so you would hear it, right? Yes, absolutely. You hear the band, the marching band. You would hear people yelling. You were trapped in there mm-hmm. in a little tiny box. In a, in a tiny little box with no windows. And there were people above you mm-hmm. that were like all stomping on the bleachers and we never screaming got, I, I never singing. noticed any percussive because it was like a brutalist concrete megastructure. And so I never noticed any of the percussive stuff, but you would hear like the the music and the yelling and, and like the speakers and all that stuff. It sounded like it was just reverberating through the walls. It was awful. Yeah. And yeah, so that's where I lived when I was a freshman in college. And it was fucking awful. Well, it sounds like it would be really conducive not only to studying and learning, but to socializing. <laughs> okay, so everybody there hated it so much. It wasn't just me. Every single person who lived there hated it so much. It took until like winter before people were going nuts, like living there. It sucked so bad. People would just like walk down the hallways and punch through the drywall the whole way down and just like be like a a row of holes. And then they would go through and patch it up and then they would go through and do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And one day it was snowing. And there's like a little hill, like an incline across the street from where we would go in to live. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever it would snow, like it it would cover this incline and someone would go outside and they would walk up and down the hill, like the whole height of it. Only do it so it's spelled out, screw you, stadium. (laughs) 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 We, everyone hated it so much. It was the fucking worst place to ever, ever live. Poor kids, you did such a good job at school and being smart guys. Now we're going to let you come to college, but you have to live in the stadium in a fucking prison. And now when you <laughs> lived in the stadium, everybody was really excited. Like everybody you knew. My mom was like, she thought it was a shit. She was like, oh my God, Natalie lives in the stadium. And she would, her thing she'd always say would be, Natalie lives in the stadium and she doesn't even go to those games or anything. Doesn't it cost like $400? It costs a fucking million dollars to go to a fucking game. That's a well, lot of... they scalp them, though. All those tickets get resold, 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 resold. If I had a way to get Ohio State tickets for cheap and then I could resell them at a massive profit, of course I would. Well, if you're an Ohio State student, you can get discounted tickets so you can go and see your school's football team play. But everyone would just buy them and resell them, yeah. I don't think we've talked yet about what exactly... Now, everybody knows... The big ones. Baseball, football, b-ball, bowling, turn pin, kick it, (laughs) polo, water polo. Anybody can name the hits. But so so what is the definition of a sport? What is sports? (laughs) What is sports, Natalie? Sports include all forms of competitive physical activity or games which, through casual or organized participation, aim to use, maintain, or improve physical ability and skills while providing enjoyment to participants and, in some cases, 
entertainment for spectators. Croquet. Is that a sport? Yes. So it has to be physical activity. Mm -hmm. So poker is not a sport. <sighs> um. What if I really whip the cards down? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If it, I, I think it's, I don't know if it is or not. It's on ESPN. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I don't so think it's a sport. There's, a, there's an organization called Sport Accord, which I think is like, the. I don't fucking care about this shit. I'm probably wrong. Maybe I am. Let me know. Or don't. I mean, I'm going to assume I am. There's a thing called Sport Accord, which I think is some kind of organization that oversees all of the sports. They say that sports have to meet four different criteria. It should have an element of competition. It should not be harmful to living creatures. Not rely on equipment provided by a single supplier. Okay. So, right. like, if you invented a ball that was shaped like a tube, and you were the only one who had a patent to make the tubes, and the whole game was just tube ball, like, that's not a sport. So, water wiggler toss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, uh, spike ball. Yeah. As seen on Shark Tank. Only one corporation makes spike ball, so it's by definition not a sport. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And what's the fourth criterion? It should not rely on luck. So oh, poker so is poker is out. So that is croquet is in. Mm -hmm. You can buy a croquet set from multiple manufacturers, mm -hmm. probably. You can make your own if you want to. Oh, now that would be a challenge. <laughs> what if? <laughs> What if you oh. were a what if you were a woodworker and you decided to make your own football set? You would make your little hooky thing out of wood and put that in the end zone for kicking. In the ball, it would be an elongated ovoid with pointed ends of balsa or another light wood yeah. so as not to harm animals. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know cows? You know cows, right? I do, yes. <laughs> Did you know that the odds of a randomly chosen cow having its hide made into a football that is used in the Super Bowl is 1 in 17,420,000? I didn't know. I didn't know that. I was going to guess 1 in 5. <laughs> I don't think they have like a whole, I mean, they probably don't have like a mountain of footballs for the Super Bowl. They probably use millions of footballs for the Super Bowl. <laughs> here's I mean, the, it's called the Super Bowl. Maybe they do. Here's the thing. I think they're stingy with the balls. So you heard about baseball. I've heard of it, yeah. This is the one where they have a little hard ball that's like a rock. Yeah, and they do the stick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, people in the stands like to do something called catch the ball. Yeah. And <laughs> when the players hit it all the way out of the stadium, in the stands, it's time for catch the ball. <laughs> That's when it's on. <laughs> and they catch the ball, catch the ball, catch the ball. Right. Woo! So you've been to a b-ball game, clearly. And then they. Yeah. <laughs> They catch it, they get it, they take it home. They have to protect it while they're there because other people, because it's right, if you drop it, fumble, someone else can get it, right? Yeah, they fight for it. Right, exactly. And it's If you leave your ball out, it's actually a sign that you want to fight. It's like, fight me. Exactly. So that's why that right there, that's why I wouldn't go to b-ball. <laughs> 
But just think about this. In Super Bowl, <laughs> does the ball ever go in the stands? No. They're very stingy with the football. Mm -hmm. So I say, go ahead, get all the footballs together, uh -huh. chuck them into the stands, because it costs so much to go there. I mean, it costs $400 or something to go to just a Buckeyes game, and that's college kids. They're essentially children. They cannot buy vaping supplies because vaping is now 21 plus, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if you paid $400 to see our daughter participate in her field day. <laughs> did you have field day in school? Yes, I did. I sucked at it. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hating field day a lot because it was always hot outside yeah it was at the end of the year right yeah the other thing i remember about field day is they always supplied us with a giant tub of mcdonald's orange drink we had that too so we like had field that day too. brought to you by mcdonald's and their orange drink we spent all day outside and then they did something they did something called rock concert and then they gave us each exactly one mcdonald's hamburger mm -hmm. which at the time was like 49 cents yes and they're like, here's your McDonald's hamburger. Take your Dixie cup. Because it was like a one ounce. <laughs> it was like a shot glass. And they're like, get your little orange drink and eat your McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> it's like post-workout recovery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I honestly remember nothing of field day. Did anything like out of the ordinary happen at your field day? Just a lot of me trying to avoid field day. My main game, like, always in gym class and field day and, like, presidential fitness test, my main game was always, like, let's do not this as much as we can. Oh, just try to stay hidden. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. They can't see me. They can't make me do that. I always did poorly in the presidential fitness test. Yeah. Yeah. And I know they would make you do chin-ups and stuff, and I was like, I can't fucking do chin-ups. I could do a chin-up now. Mm-hmm. Because I have adult arms. Yeah. Right? You can't make kids do that shit. <laughs> but they do. Yeah. I always did fine on most of it, but I always sucked at the running part when they made you run a mile. The running was my fucking nemesis because, like I, like I said earlier, I got diagnosed with asthma when I was a kid. I just couldn't breathe. My lung capacity has always been fucked up. I had asthma and allergies. I couldn't breathe that well. They would always do the presidential fitness test, and I'd always do really poorly on it. Finally, then, we went through gym class, and we had to do this. And it was like, oh, do this. And then it's like, if you fail, there's no consequences, so who cares? And then uh, I was in 10th grade. The teacher said, okay, your grade this semester is going to be based on the presidential fitness test. And I was like, well, how the fuck is that? <laughs> how is that fair? Because this motherfucker basically just made us walk up the hill and run a half mile every day or like jog, walk a half mile every day and then walk down the hill and then either do crab soccer or shoot hoops. <laughs> just like lower all the basketball hoops in the gym and then they would set out like 12 basketballs and then you would either shoot basketballs or you would stand out there and you would talk to your friends while the gym teacher did paperwork in the office. <laughs> like, it, right? Yeah. I, I remember in gym, it, we always got graded on whether or not we brought clothes to change into. Yeah. No, I got straight A's in gym up until 10th grade. Yeah. 
I was like, trick, I got my umbros. When I was a kid, I used to do something called Science Bowl, mm-hmm. which was not a sport, but it had a picture of Einstein. They made his eyes like spirals, like he was tripping. And we would always be like, Science Bowl, lol, like Weed Bowl, lol. <laughs> Except we wouldn't say law because it was like before law, but whatever. <laughs> and, uh, right. So I would have like some shitty nerd shirt and I'd have umbros and I'd be like, I did it. I did the gym stuff. Like you can't penalize me for being like a, a computer kid, whatever. I'm going to get in trouble. I would get in trouble if I didn't get good grades mm-hmm. because I fucked up. I accidentally let my parents know I was smart. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> Yeah, next. (laughs) It'll be very easy to carry this knowledge into my reincarnated form (laughs) as a future human. Well, I'm going to be a ghost, so. Well, uh... (laughs) so I was like, all right, well, I got to run, right? Like, and I rode my bike all the time. I rollerbladed. It was the 90s. I rollerbladed, right? So the teacher was like, and I fucking had asthma. Right. And the teacher's like, well, you have to you have to run a mile in 10 minutes. And like they did it. And I set out and I ran and I was like, I got to the point where I I thought I was going to die. So I would like walk for like 30 seconds. and I'd be like, I got to get back on it. I jog and I came all the way back around and I finished the mile in in nine minutes, 50 seconds. And I got to the end, and I just fell down. I couldn't get up off the track. I was like, I'm just going to die here on the track. And then I got a C. Yeah. I got a C for that, but I didn't fail. Yeah. I think our grade was somewhat tied to it, but it was like we could not fail the presidential fitness exam. Like, we didn't have to excel at it. We just couldn't fail it. And so I remember my thing was that I just, like, started a squad up with, like, all the girls who smoked outside before school <laughs> and, like, all the all the girls who were pregnant, and we just walked. <laughs> yeah. And so I got my squad together, and then, like, towards the end, when it started looking like I should make, I, I, my, I was going to cut it close, I just started to, like, very, like, lightly jog. And then I made it in at, like, 14 minutes and 55 seconds, and I had to make it in under 15. And so I was like, you had, you had to do a mile in 15 minutes. That was the bottom. That was, like, not, that was, like, you're not problematically, like, not moving. But, I, I mean, I was like, fuck you. You know, my boss is hot. But it's... <laughs> It's fucked up to, to like, put the whip to pregnant teens. Yeah, well. So you had pregnant kids walking. Uh, Yeah, always. Oh, my God. Like, there was, like, tons of girls who got pregnant when I was in high school. Like, there was even some when I was in middle school. God bless. So there was always some pregnant chick in gym class. And in high school, like, the gym class was bigger, and it was, like, more of a mix. And so you got even more of a mix, like, then. My thing, my whole thing in life is if you tell me to run, I'm not going to because you told me to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hate... Don't well, th- tell me what to do. I'll never do it. Yeah, I... You, should, you can suggest it to me. Hey, you know, you know it's a good idea. If you're like, run. No, fuck you, you run. <laughs> I I absolutely have a problem with authority, and that's why all of my limitations of, like, not being able to move around, mm-hmm. <laughs> notwithstanding... I'm not here to listen to you. So, um... <laughs> We're gonna do a quiz about sports. You're gonna like it, maybe. I don't think you will. 
I, you're still gonna do it. I love quizzes about sports. In fact, when we play Trivial Pursuit, and I'm just gonna throw out there, Natalie will always win. Mm-hmm. But when I play Trivial... I'll mop the floor with anyone who dares to play Trivial Pursuit with me. I will mop the floor with them. I will always avoid the sports category. I will get... If Natalie doesn't win, I will always... My last one, I'll have five puzzle pieces in my little joint. I'll be trying to get... Is it the orange one? The green one. No, the green is science. Is it? That's the first one that goes. Yeah. The orange... (laughs) The orange one, because the green one is like, this Neil Blank was the first man on the moon. Now, the orange one is like, in the 1934 Super Bowl. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Who caught the most Super Bowls? (laughs) (laughs) Give me the quiz. What's the quiz about? I thought you were going to finish what you were talking about with the Trial Pursuit. (laughs) I think I finished. I... I lose at Trivial Pursuit, and I don't do sports at Trivial Pursuit because it's hard to me. So what's the quiz? (laughs) You already did that part. (laughs) I want you to tell me the things you were tested on in the presidential fitness challenge. What were the different things you had to do? There are five of them. It was either chin-ups or pull-ups. We had to do that. Pull-ups! That's the same. When they first started the presidential fitness challenge thing in 1985, they suggested a 17-year-old boy had to be able to do nine pull-ups. Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Yes. Hit me again with one of them good guesses. Ow! Uh, Running a mile. That was a gimme. We already talked about running a mile. Endurance Run Walk was a test designed to test aerobic fitness. For older students, like the high schoolers, they suggested that a boy should be able to run it in six minutes, six seconds. (laughs) That's like very fast. It's the presidential fitness test. So really, it's... (laughs) It's the the best of the best. (laughs) It's the most physically fit people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm gonna I may have to call it a day after this one, but I remember there was one called V sit and reach. And what they would do, they would make you spread your legs, which is hella suspect for <laughs> gym teachers that were always like too concerned with your like hamstrings and your ass and stuff and yelling at you to like touch their ass and stuff. <laughs> touch my ass! <laughs> Classic gym teacher. <laughs> They would make you spread out on the floor and then they'd put a ruler in your crotch. Then they'd be like, reach. And you'd be I think like, they put the ruler by your foot, not. And they would be like, reach <laughs> as far as you can. And you would try and they would be like, no. That's not as far as you can. <laughs> yeah, but it's called V sit and reach because. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's on the list. reaches. So I've got two more. Mm hmm. 
So at Dave and Buster's, they have something where they have a life preserver and you have to throw a football through it. So I'm going to guess life (laughs) preserver. No, that's not it. (laughs) And for my final guess, ski ball. No. (laughs) Class four. (laughs) (laughs) The two ones that you missed were sit-ups. Oh, shit. Yeah. And the shuttle run where they would make you run 30 feet, pick a block up, run back and put the block down. Run back and get another block. You know, the one where you move the blocks back and forth. I remember doing that one. I don't remember that at all. I may have blocked it out. Yeah, maybe. It may have been traumatic. I probably dropped the block. The gym teacher probably yelled at me. You fucked the blocks up. You fucked up everything. <laughs> Touch my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... That infraction was like a three-ass touch infraction. (laughs) Gym teachers are psycho. Yeah, they are. There might be some good ones, but I'll put it this way. It's unlikely. You know what our kid has to do in school? (gasps) She plays a game. Oh, this is my favorite game. This is my favorite sport. Because when we were in school, we had to do, like, jock shit. Mm -hmm. And that's what we would be like. Oh, only jocks like shooting hoops. Only jocks like crab soccer. (laughs) (laughs) You played crab soccer, right? I played fucking crab soccer. You know that's true. That was when you had to lean back with your hands and your feet and you had to walk like a crab, right? Uh Uh-huh. play soccer. It sounds like some Guantanamo Bay shit as I'm describing it, but... Our kid plays a game called Titanic, which is they put mats out in the gym. I don't remember. The rules are so... I do. They put the mats out. They put the mats out. The mats are icebergs. Everybody is running around like crazy. Like, ah! And you have to get pulled onto a mat. But part of the game is that... Okay, so the gist of the game is that you're saving all the people floating around in the water, right? Yeah, and they play Titanic music, right? Yes, they do. They play My Heart Will Go On. (laughs) Really, really loud. (laughs) And there's something, some element to it where everybody has to be identified as some kind of group within the boat. And so people would be a man or a woman or a child or a... A pet, yeah, or something like that. So they would be running around, and they'd be like, "I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm a child, I'm a dog," and they would just like they all be yelling whatever they were, and then they would pull everybody onto the the icebergs. After the round was over, the the gym teacher would like blow the whistle, and she. Stop the music. And she'd be like, okay, if you're a dog, you are now a woman. (laughs) If you were previously a woman, you are now a child. (laughs) If you are a child, you are now a man. (laughs) If you are a man, you are now a dog. (laughs) All right. And she'll blow the whistle, and then she starts the song over again. Responsible for saving some certain demographic. 
Like their one mat is for the dogs and one is for the men and one is for the women and one is for the children. And so then the kids are running around screaming and somehow they have to communicate to the appropriate people and they need to come over on their mat. Is I think what's happening. Yeah. And they just scream and scream and they just play that song over and over again. I know, I know I'm like an expert in Titanic because I used to go to the school early. Yeah. To pick Nona up because I was like knitting socks and I was like, I will just like go and sit in the lobby and knit socks for like 45 minutes and then not have to worry about parking and not have to, and then I'll just like leave when Nona gets out, right? Yeah. And so I sat through many a game of Titanic and it took me a long time to figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> but then I finally fucking figured it out and then I think I asked Nona about it and she filled in some gaps because she played it also in gym <laughs> class. So hopefully the presidential fitness test <laughs> in like, cause she's, she's going to be in middle school soon. If that's what they have to do, that's so much nicer. I think, I think, I think she's going to get to high school and the presidential fitness test is going to be like, okay, you need to separate your entire class into ethnic groups. <laughs> she's going to be like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like I was... I was led to believe everybody's equal. Like, nope, it's a homeland security thing. <laughs> so, uh, Presidential fitness test. <laughs> Thank you for taking the quiz. You're welcome. Thank you for taking it. You did a okay job. You got Thanks. 60%. That's a D, which is better than F. So, let me think about some other stuff I can tell you about sports. Did you know that surfing is an optical illusion? <laughs> it is. It's on my list of facts. I don't know what that means, but I read it somewhere. <laughs> I saw it when you were loading Google earlier. <laughs> I don't know. What, what does that mean? I don't know. Surfing is an optical illusion? <laughs> They're, not really They're doing still it. floating. <laughs> See, that was a fact that I wouldn't have used. They're still floating <laughs> on the water, though. See, I have a lot of facts that I like they're questionable, and so I don't bring them into the game until I run out of all the other ones. Do you know what surfing is? Huh? It's just an excuse to wear a romper. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Watch surfing. They all have rompers. <laughs> Did you know that from 1952 to 1960, they had something called the Ochimpics, which was a multi-sport international event for monkeys to compete? No. <laughs> oh, shit. Did I ever tell you about Sam the, Mon- Sam the Monkey? No. When I was a kid, I lived in Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. And we used to ride on this bike trail. And this bike trail went from Cincinnati all the way up to a place called Moro. Which was, like, way, way north of Cincinnati, right? So you would get on this bike trail and you would ride. But at six miles into the bike trail, which was pretty far for a kid, mm-hmm. to Loveland, which is also where the Loveland frog is, which is a cryptid, we would go and there was... Now, in retrospect, this is really grimy to take, like, an eight- or nine-year-old kid to, but there was a gun factory, and next to the gun factory, there was a bar. <laughs> Uh-huh. And outside the bar, there was an outside cage made of welded rebar, and there was a either a monkey or a gorilla in it. Because <laughs> I don't know, right? Yeah, yeah sure. 
but it was a primate, and his name was Sam. And you know what his thing was? He would smoke cigarettes. <laughs> so what we would do, my dad would bring cigarettes. And <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> my dad would bring cigarettes, and he would light a cigarette, and then he would throw it at the monkey, <laughs> and the monkey would pick it up and smoke it, and we would stand there. <laughs> <laughs> like holding our bikes because they had two wheels, they would fall over. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and we would watch the monkeys smoke my dad's cigarette. And then, all right, and we'd ride back home. <laughs> and this was uh, the Peters Cartridge Factory. It was north of Cincinnati. Uh-huh. And this was a bike trail that went between Loveland, Ohio, and Morrow, Ohio. This is a real thing uh-huh. that existed. I'm not... Uh, what about the monkey? What happened to the monkey? He had he died of cancer. Well, you know, after the last time I rode the bike trail, I didn't look up the monkey. I didn't do any... I didn't do any research. You should research. I, I like researching. Then you find out about stuff. It's the best way to find out about stuff. Well, you know what? <laughs> if I remember it, I'll research Sam the Gorilla or Monkey. Such a great name for a little... I, he was a chimpanzee. Yeah. So what does that make him? Is that a monkey? It's a chimpanzee. Okay. So it was a chimpanzee, <laughs> which is possibly neither a gorilla nor a monkey, but a type of primate. Yeah. I think anyway, they're more like bonobos. He liked to puff darts is all I know. Kept him from compulsively masturbating and throwing shit at you, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was good for him. Did you know that in ancient Greek Olympics, wrestling matches were naked? I heard about that. Would they grease themselves up or is that, or is that not true? I'm not sure, but I also read that... A match was not over until one of the guys got a boner. You would lose if you got a renom? <laughs> <laughs> or you would win, didn't say. It just said someone had to get one. If you, <laughs> someone had to get one. If you popped wood, you are the victor. <laughs> <laughs> if the match is not over until someone pops wood, then that, that to me would imply that the winner would be the one. I wonder how many other sports have boner requirements that we're not aware of. Have you ever seen a football game where it's like 14 to 13? And they're like, okay, we need one of you guys to get a boner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to send out our best nine on the squad and the first one of y'all. <laughs> Listen, we need an extra point. Did you know that Babe Ruth was once quoted as saying that he knew he didn't swing the bat hard enough if a little poop didn't come out? Learning about sports. I didn't know that. So. <laughs> See, we, we, neither of us knew that because we're both learning so much about sports today. Can you believe how much we are learning about sports and how people do them? Okay, so a baseball game is usually about three hours long, right? Sure. Did you know that only about 18 minutes of it, on average, actually has them doing anything? A baseball game is, like, mostly just edging, like, until you can see the guy hit the ball, right? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) That's why they do it. They play the organ, and they do this stuff. They say, like, the seventh inning kiss, where they zoom in on you if you're kissing your girlfriend, and then sometimes... They have the guy who throws hot dogs. And then they'll zoom in on a guy who's just by himself, and then they make him kiss his beard before they turn the camera off. (laughs) 
Like, if it wasn't for that shit, you would have nothing to do. They do, like, you've heard of the big screen, the Jumbotron? Yes. They just, like, do crosswords on there. <laughs> you just have to watch it. Do you feel like you learned a lot about sports today? Sports are... Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> sports as an outside competition where equipment is used to achieve a particular goal of... Points. Points. <laughs> <laughs> Think about all the points you can get if you do sports. As Alexander Graham Bell once said, no pointy, no sporty. <laughs> Just, you have to, sometimes you gotta get the ball, catch it. Good job. You better wear a helmet all the time. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Listen, thank you for listening to Garbage Brain University. We hope you've learned something about sports today. Go to GarbageBrainUniversity.com to subscribe. The website that's a podcast. If you're still listening, go to iTunes. Give us five stars on iTunes. It rocks. It helps us. It helps you. Leave a little uh, funny comment. Just make a reference to something we said. Then everything, everybody else who listened to the episode will be like, Elmo. Think about it.